this is Reaching the Finish Line. And I'm your host, Callan Dix. Check out the website, www.reachingthefinishline.com. And pick up my free report. Save up to 75% what they don't want you to know. ReachingTheFinishLine.com And welcome. Today I am delighted to have Zach Miller. Zach is the founder of Hatch. Dedicated to empowering entrepreneurs from every background, every industry, and every business stage. He's an award-winning entrepreneur that founded Hatch five years ago. He is a TED Talk speaker. He has been seen in Entrepreneur Magazine, as well as several business publications throughout the Virginia area. He also hosts the television show, Hampton Roads Business Weekly. Zach, welcome. Thanks for having me. So Zach, let's go back in time. How did Zach get started in his entrepreneurial journey? Was your parents entrepreneurs? How did you discover the love to become an entrepreneur? It's, it's a great question. And I think the first time that I experienced entrepreneurship was when I was around 10 years old. And I did not come from a wealthy family at all. I came from a family that just busted their tails to, to, to stay afloat. And my mom and dad, while they were still together, would give me an allowance of, of a couple bucks a month. And with that, I wanted to live a, a very vibrant lifestyle as, as a 10-year-old. And uh, what I learned was that the lifestyle that I wanted to live and the amount of money that I was bringing in, bringing in even at 10 years old, I wasn't able to uh, live that kind of lifestyle. So on my 10th birthday, my grandma sent me 100 bucks and... I decided that I wanted to start a business. And so I was mowing my own lawn to uh, make some money. And I realized that if I was to invest and get a better lawnmower, I might be able to mow other people's lawns. So I went to Home Depot and I bought a lawnmower. And then I went door to door on my street and looked for the people whose lawns uh, needed to be mowed. And I knock on the door and say, hey, can I mow your lawn for 10, 15 bucks? And you know, several of them said yes. And that got me into kind of the entrepreneurial uh, world. And I didn't realize how kind of influential that was on my life, but it really taught me that if you want something in life, it's really about going and getting it each and every time and not to wait for something, but to really go after something every step. And if, if you can see it, you know, you can make it happen. Absolutely. I like that. It's sort of kind of a contrast. When I was 11 years old, uh, I was in more lawns, but I was uh, bagging groceries at a supermarket and I would bag groceries for tips. So, you know, after I bagged their groceries, I had a little tip cup on the side and if a customer wanted to, you know, throw a, uh, you know, maybe 50 cent or something like that in there, uh, they were led to do that. And that was, that was sort of my start as well. So it's, it's, it's kind of great to always kind of you know, kind of see these correlations about kind of what, what really, uh, you know, driven us to really become entrepreneurs. So let's go into sort of like your uh, kind of your t- teenage young adult. So, you know, when you was younger, you was kind of doing, uh, you know, you was using more people lawns for 10 or 15 bucks. What about in your teenage years? You know, was you doing the same thing or did you switch to something different? Yeah, so I guess I took the 
career route after that and uh, took my first job, had to get my worker's permit at 15. So I worked in places like Domino's Pizza. I was a swimmer, so I also was a lifeguard. And so I would, I, I remember, you know, throughout high school, I would, I would go to school and then I'd work and then I'd go to school and then I'd work. And then I, I've just, I've kind of always done it since, uh, you know, 14, 15 years old, kind of taking that career. And, and I've always, um, and also was a coach for a swim team too. So I would always start at the bottom, no matter where I was. And I would just, um, n- not intentionally, but ultimately would just work up to kind of a management position in almost every kind of position that I'd ever had. And so I was kind of teaching myself leadership without even teaching my, with not intentionally trying to teach myself leadership. Yeah. And I, I like that as well. Uh, because when I, in my teenage years, I was still bagging groceries. I would say about up until 13, 14, a little bit, of, a little bit of 15. But, um, I also, uh, at, 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 when I was 14, I'm quite sure they still allowed us at this point in time. When I was 14, they allowed you to get a summer job, and, right. you, can, and you can do a full time. You could do you, you work full time in the summer, and I was a camp counselor, and I did that. And when I was 16, I started working at uh, Dunkin' Donuts, and uh, it was kind of a <laughs> at that age it was kind of like a like a dream because you know I I was always thinking free donuts, free bagels, free sandwiches. <laughs> So, uh, but uh, it's, it's so interesting to see uh, kind of, you know, kind of, kind of the contrast is how uh, kind of a lot of our entrepreneur uh, so far uh, was very similar at a young sure. age. So when you became, uh, you know, and and from you talking about that being a lifeguard, being a domino, you know, you you you, you kind of went from, you know, being a little entrepreneur as far as mowing lawns, then to going from as far as what is it like being an employee, and I think that's right. great because a lot of times. Uh, people often don't have the opportunity to explore both sides. Uh, when you became uh, a young adult, now this is obviously the time when you know people are thinking about going to university. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, nowadays people are not people are foregoing university. You know, they're they're starting businesses, or maybe some people they'll go two years and drop off. What was the experience for you like, Zach, uh, upon graduating from high school? Yeah, so I originally was, so I wasn't a great student in high school, right? I was probably that CD student, just barely got by, but when I put my time into it, I did well. Um, And so when I first got out of um, high school, I was going to work at an amusement park because I wanted to design roller coasters. Um, I I had a weird fascination with amusement parks at that time, so it was kind of weird, but um, so I was going to go work at uh, an amusement park in Ohio, but decided um, that ultimately I was going to stay home and um, swim one last year and then go to community college. And so I went to community college and changed my major several times. And through one of the semesters there, I decided that journalism was something that I was going to explore and go into. And so I, I graduated in 2002 in in Virginia and then went to West Virginia University after two years of being in community college and then got a degree there. And I and it's really interesting how I think college is 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 looked at as such a prime and important piece in your life. But I think people look at it from an educational standpoint and, and I get it, education's important. Um, 
but I look at it as like a real big life movement and what you can learn by being on your own and, and, and being in an environment where you have to make life decisions. It really prepares you for the next steps in life. And, and I think that that was just a, a really instrumental piece for, for my life to, to be in a place where I was three hours from home and I really had to learn, not that I hadn't learned life skills, but you really learn how to make sure you're spending money correctly and not, you know, doing stupid things where in college you can absolutely do stupid things. Yeah, yeah, definitely was a was an opportunity to hold you accountable. Uh, what did you say you studied in college? Uh, so I have a journalism degree uh, in broadcast news. Oh, okay, great. And, and um, so, so you did two years. You did two years uh, with that. And what? Because because typically people, you know, most people, they typically get a bachelor's and then you know half of those people you know or at least at least a third of those people they're going to get a master's you know for you you know you did two years and you stopped what prompted you to stop you know you know you know what you know did, did you kind of discover that love for entrepreneurship again you know was there some was, was there some kind of uh, midlife event that kind of maybe you uh you know changed your mind what was that for you zach sure so i did i did the two years in community college and then and then i went on and got the bachelor's actually so oh, i Yep. And so I did the three years, got the bachelor. So I have, you know, I guess five years of education. And then, then it went into, um, you know, what I thought the world was telling me to do. Right. And that's go get a job. And so I worked in TV news for a couple of years and I liked it for a short period of time, but I felt like the problem with television news is you're at least at the local level, you're interviewing people and you're meeting people on the worst day of their lives. And it's not fun to see people in this kind of negative setting. And I felt like I was a very positive person and to be surrounded by people and having to see people in nightmare situation, you know, almost a hundred percent of the time wasn't something that I really wanted to do for the rest of my life. And so for, um, a period of time I, I looked, I, I thought about, I was doing photography work at the time, uh, and I thought, no, maybe I'll start a photography business, but um, was able to um, get out of that career and uh, join a very young company and uh, really helped grow that from myself and one other person to um, about 10 or 11 employees and really learned the entrepreneurial ropes there uh, while um, trying to explore my life and, and get out of TV news, you know, join this other company, grow that, and really understood that, you know, life is something that I can control. Start with a free audiobook. Go to reachingthefinishline.com and scroll to the bottom of the page to click on the Audible banner to get your free audiobook. You may not have a lot of free time, but you can definitely listen to a book on a plane, on the bus, or even while you're driving. Go to reachingthefinishline.com and scroll to the bottom of the page to click on the Audible banner to get your free audiobook. Start reaching the finish line with your free audiobook. Yeah, there was a study that showed that less than a fifth of Americans are actually happy with their job, which is mm-hmm. depressing. Uh, many people are, you know, just working, uh, you know, to get by, you know, whether, whether they have a family. Or many people are working to uh, always say, you know, work hard to buy things to impress people that don't really care anyway. <laughs> sure. You know, like, like it's typically it's typically the people that kind of fall on kind of on, on those ends. And then you have, you know, and then you have the small group of, 
you know, a very small fraction of people who actually love their job and they really enjoy, uh, you know, uh, go going to work every day uh, to do something that they actually uh, love and enjoy. But the thing about the entrepreneurial journey, and that's something uh, obviously we can definitely talk about more, is the freedom that you have. You know, you, you don't, you know, you're, you're not at the behest of someone, you know, telling you where you, you could, you know, if you want Thursday, if you want Saturday and Sunday off, they say, well, no, I'm gonna give you Tuesday and Wednesday off. And, right. uh, and and you basically have a limited control in that scope when you're giving your freedom uh, to someone else. You know, when you become an employee. Uh, so let's talk about that. You said you know you joined another company. Was that company Hatch? It was not. No, I started Hatch. Oh, okay. No. So 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 um, so let's talk about that other company uh, yep. that you joined. Yeah. So uh, I joined that. I, I met an individual at a CrossFit gym, and uh, he was freelancing and, and, and had a development agency and I was willing and ready and I um we had, we had, I don't know if you're if you're familiar with CrossFit, but you know, in twenty oh nine, twenty ten it was it was still young but it was cultish, right? And so you created friends there and you know you get talking to someone and it's and and he said something like, you know, I, I, I wanna grow this thing and I said, Well I can help grow it. I had no idea what I was doing and, and, and for a good period of time in there I didn't know what I was doing. Um, but it was something that I was willing to take the risk and get out of this scenario to, to do that. And, um, I had to teach myself kind of how to start something, uh, because, you know, taking it from one person to a series of people and growing, um, you have to learn how to do that. And so I, I, I self-taught myself. I, I read some books. I, I started a meetup and I, and I, and I think that was probably the, the biggest thing that really, helped me grow and, and ultimately turn that into, um, or, or leave that and, and, and start hatch. So are, are, are you a loyal CrossFitter, Zach? Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. Oh, uh, I, I, I vaguely know about it. I've seen it on TV. That it looks pretty intense. It definitely looks it pretty intense. It and, is intense. And, uh, but it's definitely something uh, I think that us as entrepreneurs should shift to because uh, there's been a lot of studies that talk about you know how people they spend like an hour or two hours in the gym and then they show that people who only spend like 15 minutes in the gym and it was showing how a lot of uh, you know a lot of vigorous exercise is actually better you know so you know more more intense maybe short workouts are actually sure. better than the, the longer uh, type of workouts and that's very important at least specifically for entrepreneurs because most of us are always sitting on our butt on a computer and yep. you know we're not getting up. We, we're not being very active. So let's let's kind of detour a bit. You know, let's talk about you know because you know because you have Hatch and you know you you're working with a lot of people and, and, and definitely we'll circle around back to how you develop it. But let's talk about your routine, Zach. You know, when mm -hmm. you know what's what's Zach's morning routine? Great question. So I I think I'm very weird in this case. I can get things done very very quickly. Mm -hmm. So. I could literally have a day and I spend 30 minutes physically working and get everything that I need done. And I think that is because of being in journalism and having to deal with deadlines. And so I, and I'm, and I'm constantly changing my routine and I'm constantly changing kind of what I want to do. But one thing is always the same is that when I have something very, focused and that I need to get done, I can get that done very quickly. Um, so I, I try to get eight hours of sleep a night. Um, I probably get seven and a half to eight and a half depending on the day. Um, 
and I get most of my work done between probably 6 and 9 a.m., mm-hmm. and then I take the rest of the day to think high-level, work with my team, have meetings with people. Um, I, I host a TV show, so occasionally I have to do stuff like that, schedule that type of stuff, um, do some sales calls, and then I, I go home at 5 every day um, because I think it's important to go home and spend time with family. Um, I have a fiancé and a dog. Mm-hmm. And I feel that when I stay late, I'm staying late for no real reason, right? And so uh, it's important for me to to go home and to be there. And um, I'll, I'll still do work or do something, do a lot of research at night or on weekends. But, um, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's what's the one or a few tasks that you really have to get done Make sure you know it every day, schedule it, so write it down, put it on your calendar, whatever you have to do, and get it done. Because at the end of the day, if you're satisfied with that, then you're gonna know that that's a a, a job well done, a day well done. And so you always wanna make sure that, that that one or two tasks that you really need to get done can get done each and every day. Interesting. When, when, you, when, you, when you actually start your day, um, Zach, what does it start with? Do you start with a cup of coffee or do you start with a session of meditation or maybe something else? Walk my dog. Okay. And, and that's and, and that's very good. How long do you walk your dog? Not long. Five minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so, I, I'm just always interested to just kind of uh, examine and contrast the morning routines of entrepreneurs. You know, I've talked to so many people, you know, like, you know, people say, oh, I need to have my bulletproof coffee. I'm not sure if you heard about that thing. Yeah. Uh, and then you have other people that say, you know, I, you know, I do I do 15 minutes of meditation. So it's always interesting just to see how people start their day. And, uh, you know, you know, for me, I'm always like a like an like a scientist. I like to experiment things to mm-hmm. see uh, perhaps if, if, if it can actually work better in my own life. So, and, and, okay, and, I'm sorry. And, and I guess to, to jump onto that is I do a lot of work at night mm-hmm. where I don't, um, I wouldn't do it in the morning. So like I wake up, I walk my dog, I feed him, I take a shower. Um, if I was, and I don't meditate, but it, uh, uh, something like a meditation, I probably do right before I go to bed where I'm thinking about what I'm going to do the next day and I'm planning that out and making sure that I do that. So then, you know, I know what that task at hand is. Um, and I do drink far too much coffee and when I don't have it, I probably am not as active that I need to be, but it's, um, it's about making things happen quick for me. And in my whole life, I've been like that. Want the full episode? You can get it when you become a Prim 20 premium radio subscriber. Go to reachingthefinishline.com forward slash buy to get your premium subscription today. Get one hour commercial free episodes, private mastermind calls with our guests, and much more. Go to reachingthefinishline.com forward slash buy to get your premium subscription for just another way to help you start reaching your finish line yeah for me uh you know you know i typically kind of do a day on and do a day without coffee i just i, I, I specifically i try to do that so i don't get addicted to it you know because uh sometimes i, I mean I, at one point i was addicted i feel like if, if i have a cup of coffee i would go crazy i'd pull my hair up <laughs> so I, was, I, I typically like one day coffee one day tea and i just kind of alternate so i mean and, and, and you know tea 
has caffeine as well, but it just sure. kind of has a more a smaller dose. But 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 let's but let's go uh, let's go a bit deeper. Uh, you know, what did you start doing first? Because I because that's what because that's definitely why I want to start first. Did you start did you, did you start with your TV show first, or did you found Hatch first? What was the first thing? Yeah, so I started Hatch in about 20, 2011, 2012 time okay. frame, and um, it kind of came out of the other company that I was growing, and I was um, trying to teach myself how to grow that business. And while I was doing that, I learned that by bringing people to my office, that there were challenges that they had. And I started getting into, um, I, I had been a part of uh, an autism awareness or autism education application. I put on an event called Start Norfolk, which is like a build a company in a weekend competition and, and, and started surrounding myself by the, the entrepreneurship life, I guess. And I started Hatch because I saw a big challenge um, in 2012 where it seemed like businesses needed financial um, help and I raised a small fund and invested in 13 companies over 18 months. And while I did that, I learned from those companies that the most important thing seemed to be education, not money. And so I then developed a product called 1004.com, which empowers entrepreneurs to learn and use the tools that they need to start and grow their businesses on demand. And I think the on-demand thing is really important. So there's a, there's a ton of workshops out there, and there's a ton of meetings and meetups. But if you learn about that on, let's say, today, and, but the event happened last night, there you you miss it and so by being able to have this information at your fingertips on demand is is, is so very valuable uh to me and hatch is a business incubator correct yeah so a lot of people call it that um or as a celebrator or uh yeah so i mean we, we've been many different names over times uh incubators is, is one that people say uh an accelerator i would say that when we started we were definitely more of the accelerator route where we invested in companies um but now we're really, I would just say, um, you know, if you're familiar with software as a service, I say we're kind of like resources as a service. Um, and um, so we physically have a space, but we work with companies all across the country and all across the world because of the digital platform that we created. And so it's, it's important for us to be able to expand and, and, and work with folks um, of all different sizes and shapes and and. And in, in industries, and no matter where they are across the country or across the world. And for the aspiring entrepreneur, or the first, for the entrepreneur who's kind of kind of getting their feet wet into this whole scope of things, you know, yep. they, they hear these terms incubator, accelerator. You know, explain the difference. You know, you know, since, since, since you kind of play in this field, you know, what's it? You know, if you could really quantify it, what would you say the main differences are between the incubator and the accelerator? I think typically an incubator is a government-backed initiative uh, and sometimes through a school um, or a real estate play where a developer is trying to distribute several pieces of, um, I guess, office space for a reduced price just to kind of put a lot of businesses in, where an accelerator is typically a program where it is for-profit and usually investments of money in exchange for equity is taken 
from the company to the company. Okay. And the accelerator? Yeah, so the accelerator is the second part of that. Oh, okay, yeah. I probably missed that. Okay, that's fine. And um, so let's, let, let's talk about the beginning stages uh, yep. of Hatch. Um, you know, because oftentimes, you know, people, they see all the, the people, they, they read Forbes, they read Entrepreneur, they read Inc. Magazine. And they see all of the successes that these entrepreneurs right. are having, but they often don't see the challenges. And often it, it, it's, it's, it, it, it presents a disservice to the reader because they kind of have this fantastical idea that, you know, they just got to, you know, put a, put, a, put a few months in. And they're gonna start making millions of dollars. Let's yep. talk about some of the challenges that you had uh, in the beginning uh, with Hatch. You know, I, I think that's one of the main reasons why I do Hatch is because I feel like there is a piece to the world where everyone's like, "Oh, entrepreneurship is amazing. No one has to worry. This stuff is super easy." And 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 to me, it's it's all really, really, really hard. And so whether it's you know the financial aspect of it. The emotional aspect of it, the family aspect. Of it. I mean, there's there's just there's just so much to think about. Um, so, you know, the first eighteen months of Hatch seemed to be really good for me. Um, we had a lot of press. We were able to raise a lot of money. We were able to invest in companies. But when I really look back at it, I hadn't created a short term business model. I had created something that would be good for the long run, and hopefully, likely will in in our case, um, as you know, we have companies that exit. But I, I kind of misled myself, and, and so I would acquire debt that was unnecessary because I didn't create um, short-term business models. And by short-term business model, I mean money that's coming in on more of a regular. Mm-hmm. And um, so I you know, a- accumulated a ton of credit card debt and, and, and wasn't bringing in a lot of money, and um, at the, you know, several months in, I was like, man, I got to do something. And, um, basically tried a ton of different things to, to, you know, start making ends meet, if you will. Let's, let's zero right in that experience because I've talked to a lot of entrepreneurs who've basically, uh, you know, had the very same experience you have, you know, they, they get into a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of debt and, and I mean, I, I definitely want to hear your experience because, you know, I, I, you know, I've heard so many other experiences and how and the outcomes of that. And it's, 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 it's been quite interesting, enlightening and insightful uh, right. from what they have found uh, in, in doing that. I will be interested to kind of like I say, if, if, you, if you kind of go back in time and specifically kind of delve into that, what were some of the feelings? What were some of the challenges? What were some of the, the, the worries? What, and then perhaps what were some of the, the, the successes that you achieved for taking those risks? Sure. So, you know, I assumed the risk by pulling out money over and over and over again. Um, now, how much you know, money, if, if, if you don't mind? Yeah, probably 50K. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, 50K is a, is a ton of money. But the thing that sucked the most out of that 50k, and this is where I think the emotions can really so so it's emotionally it's it's draining, it's it's like am I ever going to get out of it? Um, like you know what what can I do? Um, and I remember like I'd ask friends for money, they all said no, thank God. Um, <laughs> like just to just to make ends meet. But the worst part about having you know 50k of credit card debt isn't having 50k of credit card debt. 
it's when the credit card is maxing out interest at 25%. So every time you're you're paying off every month and you basically are just paying to interest and you're not actually taking off the principal. And so it sits there longer and longer and longer. And so it was it was just this situation where I was like, man, I, I have to figure out a way to get through this. And so I would take an inventory of what I'd been doing for others and try to package it in a way where people would pay me to um, pay me for, for, for help. And ultimately, um, I was able to make enough money, I guess, to pay those things off. And um, it was funny. I thought there was going to be like this like aha moment or like this this light beam that was like God looking down at me like, oh, you made it. You, you finally paid this off. And I told one person. And it was like, hey, I paid off my debt. This is great. And I, and I thought it was gonna be a bigger moment, and it just wasn't. And, but I mean, the emotions. Like I, I look back at them and say, you know what? Like it's okay. Like I would go into that risk again because I'm willing to bet the long term on me, every second of every day. And I think most people won't do that. And so I believe, with every ounce of my body, that I can control every scenario that I want and make every outcome that I want happen. It might not happen the first time or the hundred time or the ten thousand time, but I'm willing to, to to bet on myself. Zach, if people want to get in contact with you or follow you, how would they do that? Yeah, so a couple ways. Um, Zach Miller eighty four is my handle on most things. So Twitter and Facebook, it's Z A C K M I L L E R and then eighty four. Um, or my email is Zach Z A C K at startwithhatch.com and then they can go to startwithhatch.com or uh, 1004.com, 1000FOUR.com. Great. Zach, thank you for being our guest. Thank you so much. This was awesome. Thank you for listening. Just another great episode by Callan Diggs, best-selling author and career strategist at seen at Fast Company and Inc. Magazine. If you're not on an email list, you're missing out. Go to reachingthefinishline.com and subscribe to get all the exclusives.